feel like I don't even remember what this podcast is about. Oh, what know. is the premise of this podcast? The premise is we talk about our feelings and we roast up our pets. We do a lot of that. We do. We do. We do. Welcome to What We Do in the Meadow, a podcast where we lovingly roast the Twilight series chapter by chapter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And, and here we are. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, the Meadow. It's been a while. It's been over a month. It's been about, yeah. Five weeks-ish. About. About. When this airs, maybe six. Probably six. Yeah. Well. You know, sometimes in life. <laughs> you just get right to it, huh? <laughs> Everything goes wrong. Sometimes in life, things just aren't good. You know, sometimes things go bad. And then you feel bad. And then what do you do? You drop all your hobbies and you feel worse. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Let's be real. Let's be straight with you guys. As straight as two people like us can be. This podcast makes no money. Uh, Not that we expect it to, but it is... Something that we do for free. And we have been very, very busy lately with, you know, stuff, life stuff. There's a lot going on. Um, I would say personally, professionally, uh, in every aspect of our lives, there is a lot happening. And none of it's good. And none of it's, well, that's not true. Well, okay. One One of those things is good. The rest of it's very bad. Yeah, I feel like we're being, like, vague, and we should just be straight up. So, like, our work, our job situation right now fucking blows. I don't know if you have ever worked in childcare or if you've heard about all the current nonsense that's happening in the childcare industry and, the, frankly, like, the education uh, industry. I mean, if you go on the internet, whole, you know about all the, like... I mean, mostly with, like, older kids, but, like, all the, like, the trends and stuff that basically just revolve around fucking with your teachers and your school. Like, education is just a really nasty place to be right now as a student and as a teacher, Mm -hmm. but especially as a daycare worker. Yeah, so I've seen, like, a ton of articles lately that are just, like, bemoaning the fact that daycare owners can't hire people. They can't afford to increase the pay. Uh, parents can't afford to pay for the school. It's a whole fucking cluster. And it's it's an industry-wide problem. And, and this is not what we do in the daycare. Like, we're not here to, like, solve the daycare industry problem. But, you know, check in on your uh, your teacher friends and your child care worker friends. Because they're, they're not okay. They're going through it. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, they're going through it. It's it's really been a really hard, um, uh, like, two years. It's yeah. It's really been a really hard two years, and it doesn't seem like it's getting better. It's, I think a lot of people are just tired. A lot of people are just tired. A lot of people are just tired. So, you know, that work sucks. It's seasonal depression season. Right? Yeah. That hit. We were moving, and then we weren't. And now, you know, dealing with that. You know, just yeah. life. Alright, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's stop uh, depressing people and just talk about the most depressing thing that we could possibly talk about, which is this chapter of New Moon. This chapter of New Moon, which is chapter 13, titled, Killer. This is the skin of a killer, loca. <laughs> uh, here's what I have for my summary. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Bella confronts Jacob, only to find out that all this murdering is just a silly misunderstanding. And once Jacob realizes that there's a vampire after Bella, he calls a very important meeting with the rest of his pack. And that's it. That's it. Full disclosure, I have been reading Chapter 13, Killer, between the time that we finished recording our last episode that we posted, which was, like, over a month ago, and today. Because I really hated it and didn't want to read it. So at this point, I don't really remember exactly what happened. I just have my notes and vibes. It's okay. I got you. Because in true ADHD fashion, I read the chapter today for the first time. Yeah, like like about an hour ago. An hour ago. So that's where we're at. Laura just read it. I read it over the course of a month. It was about 20 pages and it was just so egregious, it took me a month. There are a lot of things that I need to talk about that happen in this chapter, and they are not all plot-related. They are just bleh, things. Things that made me go bleh. It wasn't great. It's the skin of a killer, Bella. We open where we left off, as we often do. Uh, you know, if you remember, last chapter ended with Bella being like, I need to make a choice, and then not making a choice. Yeah. So this chapter opens with Bella acting upon the choice that she's made. Off screen. <laughs> right. She busts over to Billy and Jacob's house. I mean, she literally busts over at top speed. Like, as fast as that truck will go. So probably about 35. Probably about 35. A hot 35 a on, hot the 35 on the highway. <laughs> She's um, burning a hot 35 on that highway. And um, Thinking about how her best friend is a murderer. And she gets to the house, and Billy is the only one awake, and he's, like, not even in his chair yet. It's, like, really early in the morning, and he's he's he's, he's obviously surprised to see her, but he's kind of like, well, I guess you're here, so you might as well come in. And and Bella is like, Billy, I need to talk to Jacob. Where is he? I mean, she literally slams into their house. It's probably, like, 6.30 a.m. The sun is not even up. And she's like, hey, Billy, guess what Charlie's doing? He's hunting giant wolves. Where is Jacob? Yeah, Billy, And Billy's like, what am I supposed to do? And Billy gets, like, a look on his face where he's like, be cool. But he can't. Because that's his son. That's Giant his Giant wolves, Billy. But Jacob is, like, full on asleep. Yeah, he's like, just asleep. Bella went through this whole thing going over there where she was like, if it was anyone but Jacob, I would not be doing this. I would not be warning him for shit. But he's my best friend, even if he's eating people, which he is because he's a wolf and he's eating people. But he's my best friend, so I have to warn him about how my father is in the woods with guns hunting him because he's a big wolf who eats people. Right? So she's got, like, all this fire. She's like, I'm going to tell him. And then she gets there, busts into the door. Billy is, like, trying to lounge in his comfy chair. <laughs> she throws Jacob's bedroom door open and he is asleep. And she just kind of goes, well, okay. <laughs> He's asleep. And I want to bring up a very important Jacob Black fact, which is that Jacob's growth spurt has rendered him so inhumanly tall <laughs> that he cannot fit even sprawl diagonally on a double bed. When I first read that he was too tall for the bed, I was picturing in my head, like, a single, like, the kind of single that you have when you're, like, you know, a child, and then, like, you outgrow it as you become an adult, but no, this is a double bed that takes up, like, his entire bedroom, and he is lying on it diagonally, and he still cannot fit on it on either end. His head is hanging off one side, and his feet are hanging off the other side. This, this, this boy is a monster. (laughs) He's huge he's this huge. boy is a fucking monster like he's got his toes in the far corner of the room his head in the other corner and every time you try to close the door you hit a part of him yeah like, like it's 
Oh my god, insane. talk about the uncanny valley. Like, imagine like seeing genuine. him in real life. It would be like Gen- seeing Shaq. <laughs> Genuinely. Just like walking down the street. But I just think it's so funny that she goes there with so much like fire and resolve and she's like, he has to know. And then he's taking a little nappy nap because it's like, All right, 6 30 a.m. And she just softly closes the door. Can I just say, my next note is Billy Black has had more awkward moments with Bella Swan than literally anyone. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, she closes Jacob's bedroom door and just kind of like goes and T-poses in their living room for a minute. Like, what now? Yeah, she she decides ultimately that she's just going to go wait for Jacob on the beach. And she says, Billy, when Jacob, when sweet, sweet Jacob wakes up from his nappy, can you um, send him my way? I'll be on the beach. He'll know what that means. And Billy's like, uh, yeah, okay, sure, I guess. And that's what happens. That's like, what happens. Bella goes down to the beach and she has this thought yeah, that I just think we need to acknowledge. I, I think we need to acknowledge it too if it's the same thought that I think you're thinking of because I, it's the thought that I'm thinking of. The thought that I'm thinking is Jacob was my friend whether he killed people or not. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I literally wrote that down and like, I wrote, bro, dot, dot, dot. What? Like, I don't know, man. If, if I, you know, okay, point of view, you're me. Yeah. You're sitting in this chair. Okay. You've got a sodi open. Okay. You're sipping. Yeah. Sipping. It's a Wednesday night. You come in bloodied. I oh, go, all right. you good, bro? You're bloodied. And I'm like, are you all right? Very calmly. Okay. And you say, I have a confession to make. Okay. I transform into a giant wolf. While I am a giant wolf, I also eat people. Okay. Like I eat them. Okay. Innocent people. Okay. Hikers. Okay. People just trying to have a good time. People just trying to have a good time. They're walking. <laughs> They're just walking in the woods. They're enjoying nature. They're walking in the woods, enjoying and then nature. Here I come. <laughs> you come out of the trees, giant wolf, consume. Okay. We are not friends. No, um, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. We're not friends anymore. Like, yeah, like, bro, you're my best like, friend, but like, if we're not I found out that anymore. you kill people, I don't think I could make. We're that not work. friends. Like, I. Bella Swan is a fucking crazy person. Like the thoughts that go through her head are so <laughs> abnormal. That it's just like you just have to stop and like unpack them every once in a while and be like, bro, like what? Jacob was my friend, whether he killed people or not. That's like so, and it's just such a casual thing to think. Like you know, it's like you're saying Jacob's my friend, whether he's on a vegan diet or not. Yeah. <laughs> like Jacob's my friend, whether he enjoys BMX riding or not. <laughs> like I just, I just don't. Know. She like. Bella's entire life from chapter to chapter to chapter to chapter is just her, like, freaking out about something and then disassociating and then having a completely different view on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with her? She um, went from being, like, Jacob's a monster to being, like, but he's my buddy. But then <laughs> shortly after this thought, in this same chapter, she goes back to Jacob's a monster. Yeah, like, well, again. Okay. Can we discuss what happens for... Almost the entire rest of this chapter. Um, which is that... I think we're going to have to. We're going to have to. But we could literally sum it up in one way. Let me let me set the scene for you. Bella's sitting down on a soggy... It's a soggy log, right? Yeah. Soggy log. Jacob shows up right away. Can we yeah, also like, talk about that? Like, Billy, as soon as Bella I'm walked pretty out the sure. door, Billy, like, launched himself <laughs> through that door and was like, you need to go calm her the fuck down. She's out of her mind. What I think had happened was, is that Jacob was not really asleep, but he thought to himself, I can avoid this confrontation by pretending to be asleep. Okay. That's a, that's a fair theory. I hadn't actually thought about that, but you might be right. Because he shows up, like, 30 seconds He shows later. up, like, I don't think that... 
no. He shows up 30 seconds later and ready to go as yeah, well. You know what I mean? Like, oh my he's God, not I'm even groggy. No. He just kind of shows up while Bella's sitting on a soggy log. And then, honestly, we don't even... I mean, we will, but we don't even have to talk about the rest of this conversation that they have because essentially what happens is for several long pages, we just get to read about Bella and Jacob talking to each other but having two completely different conversations. Yeah. Two completely different conversations. The problem that they are having here could have absolutely been solved 100% by someone just being like, let me stop you right there and clarify that we are on the same page because it's beginning to sound like we are not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, they stand there yelling at each other and essentially accusing each other of being like hypocrites and shit Mm -hmm. because this shit that they're saying just doesn't make any sense because they're not talking about the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe Stephanie... You know, it's a good bit. It's a good bit for maybe like one, two paragraphs. Good bit. Funny. Multiple pages? Multiple pages, Stephanie? Of them just not knowing what the other's talking about, but going on as if they do? When Stephanie was writing this, Stephanie was really happy with herself. Yeah! Stephanie was like, I'm gonna talk about this later, but I fucking hate the word chortling, which is used in this chapter, but while Stephanie was writing this chapter, I do believe Stephanie was chortling to herself. Probably. And can we also Chortling over her typewriter yeah stephanie meyer does not use a fucking typewriter she was chortling over a typewriter with her she was chortling over her apple like macbook or whatever whatever you know she has one yeah she probably fucking does with her fucking khaki skirt her khaki apple macbook listening to muse dude (sighs) khaki muse lincoln park khaki lincoln park paramore khaki paramore all right (laughs) can we also acknowledge um this one line that is blatantly ripped off from a movie. That what is came it? About a couple years before this book did. What is it? Bella says to Jacob, "Could you, well, try not to be a werewolf?" Right. I have that written down here, but because I was like, "Are you stupid?" That's from a movie. I mean, it's not. Well, yeah, it is. Like, okay, so and it's not, it's something that has been used before. Like, it's not. It's not that I think that this movie was the first time that, like, dialogue like this has been used. Uh Don't get me wrong. But I think it was probably the most recent time that dialogue was, like, this has been used to the point that Stephanie wrote this book. And she directly copied it. So, in the second X-Men, X-Men movie, X2, X-Men United, uh, which came out in 2003, I looked it up when when I read this. One of the teenage mutants, uh-huh. quote unquote, comes out to his parents as a mutant. Okay. And they're like sitting in the living room and they're having, essentially, he's come out as a mutant, but all the things that they're saying are the things that you hear when somebody comes out as like gay to their parents. They're yeah. like, we still love you, but we are not comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And then the mom, like trying to be helpful says in this little meek voice she goes have you tried not being a mutant (laughs) and it was like you know it was played for laughs it was in the trailer i'm sure stephanie had it like hammered into her head and she was like you know what would really make this chapter pop if i added a little bit of humor and i'm gonna ask i'm gonna have bella ask like the dumbest possible question to jacob which is have you tried not being a werewolf it gave me like a bad like a cassandra claire vibe oh what why what do you mean what are you talking about oh shit oh my god about to ruin your life what okay so cassandra claire before she became a published writer was 
famous online for being a prolific Harry Potter fan fiction writer, as we all know. Okay. Um, and it came out, I think, while she was still kind of like a big name fan, as they would say, that a lot of the dialogue in her stories was directly copied from TV shows, movies, other books. Like, a lot of it was. And she had gotten all this credit for being, like, a really funny and fun writer. And then all this thing came out that she was, like, directly copying, like, whole scenes from, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff. And it was just, like, you know, it was, like, a bad look. And now I have not read any of her, like, actual published work because... It put such a bad taste in my mouth, and she was known to be such a heinous bitch, and she also made her fans of her fan fiction pay for a new laptop for her. Okay. And for her roommate. Okay. And all that shit just put, like, such a bad taste in my mouth that I just never wanted to deal with her again. Uh-huh. But this is what that – the same kind of vibe to me. Like, Stephanie just kind of, like, stealing a line from another – popular pop culture thing and being like, I'm going to get credit for how funny this is. Well, Stephanie, I know the truth. Laura knows all truths. I am old enough to have seen that movie and remember it. Well, you know what the saddest thing about that is that the line is like not even funny in the context of this argument. No, and like... I didn't even find it funny. Jacob gets really mad at her I hated it. Yeah, and my note says sparkle schmuck is like, whoa, don't push him. But yeah, Edward... Head hallucination Edward shows up and is like, Bella, take a step back, Loka. Like, don't piss him off. And, and um, you know what? Beyond that, I don't have any notes on this conversation because okay. I just didn't care. So I, I want to I bring it back to something that I said in a previous episode, which is that it makes no sense for head Edward, hallucination Edward, to know this because Bella doesn't know it. The, in my opinion, the only way that, that that makes sense for him to suddenly show up and be like, don't push him too hard because he's going to freak out and hurt you, is if Bella had some kind of, like, telepathy power. Premonition. And instead, she has the fucking opposite of that, which is that she has, like, a mental shield. It makes no sense how she can fucking do these things. Stephanie, just Like, overall... this is not, like, let's be clear. Like, this hallucination of Edward is not actually fucking Edward. It's Bella's delusion of what edward would be saying to her there is no implication that edward is able to communicate with her long distance like this or that edward knows what's going on with her because it would ruin the entire rest of the plot of this book because like spoiler he thinks that she's dead for a while so he obviously does not know what's happening with her right now so just tell me, Brian, like, how does it make any sense for Bella to be able to know this stuff and have Edward whispering secrets in her ear that she does not know herself? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any but sense. But time and time again, Stephanie has shown us that it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to work for her in the moment. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean... It's just so frustrating. What can even be said? I mean, it's the same thing as, like, the whole thing with the phone call with James in Chapter 1. By no right should that <laughs> by no right should that have worked out for him specifically because of the super vampire powers that Alice and Jasper oh, you had. Mean in, in, in the first in book, book one, yeah. yes. You said chapter one. I was confused. Did I? Yeah, you did. I meant book one. I know what you mean now. But yeah, it, you're it's right. It's the same it, idea. It like she just does these like powers. She don't care. And like Alice's powers are so egregious with that too. Like yeah, this it's the worst one. 
Because, like, it, it's literally just whenever Stephanie wants to use, like, a deus ex machina. Yeah. Like, to move the plot along. As we will see later on as in this As she literally, it literally happens in this book. Uh, so, um. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, I know you don't have any, like. I don't. Notes on this conversation. I only have one more note on this conversation. Because it, it does very much just go in, like, a circle of them yelling at each other. Yeah. And yelling at each other hypocrites. Essentially. Bella is yelling at Jacob because she's like, I don't care that you're a werewolf, but I do care that you were killing and eating innocent people. And Jacob is like, I can't believe you hate me for being a werewolf when you are literally in love with a vampire. Hypocrite. 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 (laughs) But anyway, Jacob has a very good fucking point at one point in this conversation when he says the line, I'm so sorry that I can't be the right kind of monster for you, Bella. Because yeah, Bella is really bad about that. Yeah. She's like, no, no, the vampires, they are good. Everything else, bad. Bad. Very bad. (laughs) It's very bad. It's very bad. But that is what sparks them to finally figure out that they have been talking about two completely different things. And Bella's like, no, no, like, I don't care that you're a werewolf. Like, I'm down with that. It's whatever. Um, I'm down to clown with whatever fucking monster yeah, bullshit. Yeah, like, she's like, you got, like, a friend who's, like, a wendigo? Bring him over. Cool, bring him over. Antlers? Obviously. Do you know any Kelpies or like, you know, a unicorn? The Loch Ness. The monster of the Loch Ness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I still kind of felt for Jacob in that moment when he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not the right, like, evil being for you. Yeah, it probably makes him feel like shit. Uh, But yeah, they figure out that Bella thinks that he's been killing and eating hikers and he's like no that's not it at all we don't do that shit and this is when the word chortling comes up because jacob is so relieved to figure out what they've actually been fighting about that he starts to laugh and he it describes that he's chortling and i it started to make me feel ill and it it keeps going because there's more that happens that makes me feel more and more ill in this chapter but We'll get there when we get there. As often occurs in a Twilight chapter. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, like, really bad. Well, you know what really aggravates me, though? Come to the end of this um, circle of just bullshit that they put each other through. Is that once they determine what they are each actually talking about, everything's, like, fine. Yeah, it's like they It's all fine. Like, Jacob's like, sorry I called you a hypocrite. And she's like, sorry I called you... A, a monster, <laughs> yeah, murderer, like, killer, eating hikers, and then they sing Kumbaya, and it's, like, all good. And I'm like, I just had to sit through so many pages of you two fighting about, like... Two different things. Two different things. And now it's just like, oh, okay, never mind. Um, bestie. Yeah. Like, I can't... Okay. Exhaustion. Actually, according to my notes, it happens right after the chortling. The two other things in this chapter that made me feel physically sick. Can I just get into yeah. them right now? Yeah. So... Jacob starts, quote-unquote, chortling because he realizes this has all been a wacky misunderstanding. And he's so relieved that he hugs Bella. And he does the thing where he squeezes her and Stephanie, chortling to herself, is like, <laughs> I'm going to make it sound like Bella's suffocating. Because <laughs> she always be doing that. Every time somebody it. hugs Bella, Bella's like, I can't breathe. <laughs> Story <laughs> of like, my life. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Anyway. That's not what made me so grossed out. What made me so grossed out is that Bella thinks to herself that Jacob is so tall when he hugs her that it, quote, made her feel even more like a child. And I was like, Stephanie, what is up with that? What is up with you constantly infantilizing Bella to this extent? Like, Jacob is like two years younger than she is. Three. Is it? No, it's two. 
It's like two and a half. It's like two and a half. Yeah. He's younger than she is, but she feels like a child when he's hugging her. And I know it's because he's super tall and buff now, but I'm like, that's gross. That's icky to me. She I just brings it up too often. She just clearly has this thing in her head. It's like the Mormonism of it all, where like the wife is like subservient to the husband. The female is like meeker, smaller, uh, more delicate than the man. And he should be treating her like she is the child in that relationship. Then to make matters even worse, immediately after that, Jacob is still trying to like kind of talk her down because Bella is a little bit slow on the uptake here. And like Jacob has figured out what's been going on and Bella's still kind of figuring it out herself. And he calls her honey. And I was, I literally was like, like (laughs) gross. (laughs) There are certain pet names that I just do not abide by. And honey is one of them. I think it's probably because my dad calls me honey. So like, again, boy, it was like a very, in my opinion anyway, like I know that not everyone uses it this way, but it, it felt very infantilizing again to me. No, that's fair. And it was gross. I was like, what 16 year old boy calls somebody else honey? That's right, such an that's old not a thing. Man, thing to say it is, you know, or like a grandma yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Anyway, that's that on things that made me want to throw up. So essentially, at this point in the conversation, Jacob reveals that his quote unquote job as a werewolf and the rest of the packs as well is to protect people from vampires. That's literally why they exist. They, he says that they only exist because vampires exist. If it weren't for the vampires. Keep this in mind, the the werewolves would not be a thing. And Bella is just like, oh, well, this is great. Because now you're not killing people. And we can be besties again. We can be best friends, best friend. And Yay. Jacob's like, oh, sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jacob's like, what about more than best friends, best friends? She's like, no, just besties. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Um, um, but yeah, and then he drops the bomb that Laurent is dead. Laurent? <laughs> <laughs> Laurent. <laughs> Laurent. Louis. <laughs> Laurent, Laurent is dead. Is dead. And Bella's like, nah. You guys can't do that. He's like, but we can. He was like, oh my god, one of them alone? It was so easy. It was so he gets kind of no creepy about it, actually. He's yeah. like, he's like, not only was it so easy, I would do it again, and I don't consider it murder. <laughs> <laughs> he literally does. <laughs> like, yeah, Jacob, um, has been a werewolf for approximately, like, two and a half days. And he takes the whole, like, bloodsucker thing. And, like, vampires are gross and nasty. And I will absolutely kill any single one of them for any single reason. Like, I don't need a reason. If I see it, I'll do it. I don't care. Bloodsuckers, what? I mean, where? I'm there. He he's takes it very seriously. He's it very seriously. Like, he went from being 16-year-old boy to teenage werewolf um, vampire killing machine. Yeah. It's kind of like when somebody joins an MLM and they are, like, the most enthusiastic one. Like, he's the newest member, so he's, like, the most enthusiastic vampire killer at this point. Yeah. He's like, yeah, boys. Yeah, boys, let's kill some bloodsuckers today. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's, he uses the word bloodsucker so, so many, many times. times. And Bella's like, you are making me physically uncomfortable with that word. And Jacob's like, mm, bloodsuckers. Oh, okay, whatever. The colons. <laughs> he literally... <laughs> like whatever he does not care um Um, yeah in this section of the chapter sorry i don't mean to interrupt you i was just gonna say we also get some like foreshadowing because he's like the whole reason that like i've been avoiding you isn't because i'm worried about 
you hurting me. It's because I'm worried that I'm going to hurt you, Bella. If I get too mad, I lose control. But more on that in another chapter. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> more on that later. More on that. <laughs> yeah, that's her Some other time. And um, as Jake is talking, Bella suddenly remembers um the other major conflict of her life right now, which is... <laughs> it's not just Laurent who is after just- her. Laurent is also... Victoria! Victoria's still alive. She's still alive, and apparently, as soon as Bella says her name, Hallucination Head Edward snarls. He does one of his classic, like, (laughs) (laughs) I never, I never know what these sounds are supposed to sound like in my head, so they're always just something really lame, like, (laughs) he clenches his teeth and he goes, Like a wolf girl from TikTok. <laughs> burk, 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 burk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bella realizes, like, oh my god, if Laurent has been dead for a fucking week, but the hikers are still getting killed, that must mean Victoria's in forks. Straight up. She's here. Yo, and then Bella? <laughs> Bella? <laughs> fucking like. I don't even know how to describe this. Listen, here's how I want, this is what I want to say. Bella Swan has more medical emergencies. <laughs> And more medical emergencies than anyone else that I've ever known or known of in my entire life. Like all of a sudden she's she's vomiting. <laughs> she she's swooning. I wrote swooning too. That's how I describe what happened. She vomiting, literally just kind of like swooning, like floats like, to the ground. She she has a sweating. medical emergency every like ten to fifteen minutes. I swear <laughs> to God. Like remember when Jacob showed up in her bedroom and she was like suddenly I feel faint. Yeah, she is <laughs> like she's. It's the low blood sugar. <laughs> like, she is, she needs kidding. to carry, like, glucose pills with her and just <laughs> pop one whenever she starts to have an important conversation with someone like, so that she don't be swooning. This bitch has, like, no mental, emotional fortitude. Like, she None. remembered Victoria and immediately was like... <laughs> <laughs> like a fainting like, She was like, help her. <laughs> I am under the water. Her limbs locked and she just tipped like a cow. Uh, Like, I just, I fucking can't. Another gross aspect of of this medical emergency, this medical event, is that Jacob has to hold her on his lap like she's a toddler. Like she's a baby. And um, he's like, what should I do? Should I call a doctor? Like... I don't know, Jacob. <laughs> Nobody knows, Jacob. No, there's no precedent for this. There's no precedent for this weird, like, she's like, you know. She's like, okay. You know when people get those rare medical diseases that literally one person in the world has? Yeah. That's Bella. Right. Let, let's Except she has lock, multiple. Let's kind of lock her symptoms real quick. So she is very, very nauseous. She's dry heaving. She is sweaty as hell. And she is swooning. She cannot like sit up. Sounds like low blood sugar. <laughs> Sounds to like me, low boys. blood sugar to me. She should pull some little goldfish out of her bag. I, that's what I said about the glucose pills. She just needs to keep them with Absolutely. her. Absolutely. And then, okay, Jacob and Bella have a conversation wherein Bella just basically lays out Victoria's whole entire deal. I thought this was so weird. Did you also think this was so weird? What about it? Well, Jacob is taking this whole vampire hunting thing so seriously. And he also takes protecting Bella so seriously that when Bella tells him about this whole thing with Victoria, he is so casual about it. He's acting like it's no big deal. And he doesn't even understand why she's like scared. 
It's yeah. so weird to me. It's, like, he suddenly just turns into a huge chode about it. And he's like, what, you're really that scared about it? Classic douchebag Jacob. I mean, he's obviously so confident in his vampire hunting and killing abilities that he's like, no problem. When, in fact, multiple hikers, multiple people just trying to enjoy the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Northwest nature have been eaten. Yeah, and he straight up says, and it, like, he says that to Bella's face. He's like, we've been trying to stop her, but we're always too late. And she runs away from us, which is super weird because we we killed her mate. And, like, usually that would make her come after us. And, like, naturally Bella's like, yeah. Bella's, like, wheezing that's in his not, lap. And yeah. she's like, Laurent's not his, Laurent is not Victoria's mate. It was, it was James. James. And Jacob's like, who? <laughs> and Bella's like, here's my entire history and past. Yeah. But um, this leads to Jacob running off and, like, to call a, me- <laughs> to call Jacob, a meeting. Jacob runs off to a meeting. And, and Bella, Bella left alone has another... <laughs> sweating mom spaghetti slams the door locks it and is like <laughs> she starts hyperventilating it's like she's she just instantaneously loses it again i can't like this is our second <laughs> medical emergency and it's probably not even 10 a.m yet oh my god like, yeah I, and I, he I comes can't... back like within like a minute too yeah she didn't need to leave her spot she could have just stayed on the beach he comes back uh and knocks taps on, on the, window the window and, and she like, like oh, screams oh. Yeah. yeah and jacob explains that when he is in wolf form, he can communicate telepathically with all the other wolves. But he's like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I mean, like, it really helps for hunting, but it makes everything else really annoying. And do you want to know what's especially really annoying about it? Um, when the Alpha, a.k.a. Sam, gives us an order and he means it, like, he really wants us to do it, we have to do it. Which explains, like, the force choking that was going on. Yeah, like, um, when he said that he couldn't tell Bella what was going on unless she guessed it herself he was telling the truth like he literally physically could not speak i just i didn't really think about it going into this journey but i don't know how much hopefully there's not a lot of detail given because it's stephanie meyer like i mean over the course of these next few books yeah i just don't know how much of the of the like the wolf pack lore that i can take physically <laughs> just because of like the culture surrounding like wolf pack lore at yeah. this point in time like i just don't know how much i can take like uh, uh, jacob being like yes yeah, sam's the alpha alone nearly sent me over the edge right it, i mean i was this close you know what i mean like i just i know when I, you when you say that you mean like i know what you mean like you're yes. talking about like furries yes like the whole know, yeah i mean yeah abo yeah um but the culture also on the total other end of the spectrum, you have the culture, which is like the Quileute culture that Stephanie yes. is just fucking bastardizing <laughs> in these books. Like, I don't understand yeah, why she chose to do what she did. Makes no sense to me, but I mean, these books are these books and they are published, so we are reading them we as are they are. Reading them as they are. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, I don't know how much I can take. But um, basically, they're going to a meeting with the guys. 
Yeah. The, the, the guys. With the guys, the pack. The and guys, the, pack the capital G guys. does not know that Bella is with Jacob. Jacob is like, I ran into the woods. I shifted into a wolf. I did not think about you at all, which is like hard to do. It's like, don't think about Bella while you're thinking about Bella. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, I tried not to think about you. And I just said that we needed to talk. So we're going to like the place where we used to ride bikes. And we're going to have a meeting, a pack meeting. There's this little, again, like, foreshadowing slash, like, mention that actually made me kind of feel a little bit bad for Sam. They're talking about Jacob first, like, transforming. And Jacob is like, it is the most horrible and scary shit that you will ever, like, go through. And he's like, I can't even imagine what it was like for Sam because when it happened to him, he literally had nobody else. Like, he was the first one. So there was nobody to, like, walk him through it or, like, tell him he was going to be okay. He probably thought he was, like, losing his fucking mind and dying. (laughs) He probably did. And it actually made me kind of feel bad for Sam because I feel like so far in this book, uh, Stephanie and Bella, but, like, it's Stephanie's fault, ultimately, has not painted a great picture of Sam. Sam has been demonized, and all that Sam has ever done was run off a meth dealer. Yeah, literally. Even when, like, when let he us did not that, forget. Jacob was like, oh, God, can you believe that asshole? Can you believe that guy would dealer? run off a meth now, dealer? we will find out something that Sam has done that is not good. It's not great. It's no bueno. It's been, you know, there are better things that could have been but done. But I still feel bad for him. Because well, I mean, yeah. he did go through it alone. However, let me just say this real quick. The whole, I, like, I get, okay, that technically Sam kind of started, he was the first one of the of the current pack of teenage werewolves mm-hmm. fucking around on the Pulute Reservation. Res. So yes, technically there was no one who was like in his head while he was transforming being like, you're good, buddy. Yeah. Take a chill. However, I am sure that he was not like 100% totally alone. Like, obviously- Every old person in the tribe knows about this. Yeah. I'm sure somebody was sitting next to him being like, you're not dying. Maybe they didn't know it was happening. Maybe What is like, his living situation? I don't know. Like, I think we find like, out at some point, but like. Okay, let's revisit this I'm then. Sure because he lives with his wife. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's revisit this because at the very least, Billy Black knows. And isn't Billy Black like. Top number one dog on the res, like he's so. The chief. Don't you think if you were going through some like werewolf transformation? Wait, well, he's the chief's son, right? He, the chief yeah. is Jacob's grandfather, correct? Yes. Okay. Is he still alive? I don't know. I don't know. I think Billy is technically top number one dog. Okay. So you would think, being Sam, and he's probably heard the stories too. Don't you think he would have found some old man from the res and been like, "This is happening. Can someone like come over yeah, with ice packs?" I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if I, I just don't know if I believe that Sam was completely alone. I I might totally get like proven wrong on this, but in my thinking of it, I kind of feel like Billy didn't realize what was happening until like a couple of the guys had started doing this. Like once it was more than just Sam, I think he was probably like, wind in the east, fog rolling in. (laughs) But like, maybe that gives him a little bit of a pass. Like, I can kind of see how maybe he wouldn't notice right away that, like, just one guy was kind of going off. But you're right. Like, Sam probably did know the stories. But then again, it's like, maybe he thought that he was fucking crazy. Like, maybe he was like, I'm not actually transforming into a wolf. I'm just losing my mind. I'm, like, hallucinating or some shit. And they're going to pack me away. And and I'm supposed to go to college. And I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But then it's like, once you actually are a wolf, you obviously know it's true. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was, like, having one of those, like, you know that that TikTok with the girl 
sitting on the toilet when it's like me having my first intrusive thought in like second grade where it's like what yes. if you're dreaming in the middle of class yeah. he starts like walking yep. maybe he yep. was like i'm not actually a wolf i am just walking around naked <laughs> i mean i guess that could be regardless they also have this con they you know Stephanie does that thing where they're in the car, so they have, like, multiple short conversations about yeah. multiple things that ultimately don't really mean much mm-hmm. about anything, but they have them. And they do have this really quick conversation about how Jacob is, like, sort of pissed to find out that certain vampires do have, like, extra special, like, yeah. added powers. Because he'd heard the stories, but it just complicates things a lot that it's true. But Victoria does not have any of those that anybody knows of. That belt, yeah. She was like, I think if she had anything, Edward would have said something to me, but he didn't. So I'm going to assume that she doesn't. Which brings them to their next um, meaningless conversation, which is the whole, like... Welcome to the friend zone. Right. Welcome to the friend zone. Like, you really don't like to hear Edward's name, huh? And she's like, nope, I do not. I would appreciate if no one ever said it again. And then Jacob tries... To shoot his shot again, and he's like, hey, um, do you ever think about maybe the fact that you're better off with him gone? And, and she's like, absolutely not. Bella immediately is like, lest I fall into the deep, dark void of depression, we will not talk about this anymore. And luckily for her, they're at the spot. At the spot. Caught a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> me, me. Baby, I'm going on the ride. Anyway, um, they get to the spot. I don't want to look at her. <laughs> they get to the spot. And uh, Bella is like, here we are. And then they prepare to meet the rest of the pack. And, and let's not let us not let slide what Jacob says. Oh, yeah. Let's not let I, it slide. I read that and immediately repressed it. And now you've brought it back. Well, thanks. it's my thanks. I absolutely fucking hated it. <laughs> um, Jacob says this line, which is another, like, Stephanie was chortling to herself. Um, he says, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? And it literally just pained me to say that out loud. Yeah, he... He's like, no, I'm not worried about taking you to meet the guys and, like, to this wolf pack meeting, because who's afraid of the big bad wolf? <laughs> like, oh my god, please. Uh, yeah, it was... A, I'm tired. It was a bad moment. I'm exhausted. Worse than the other unfunny moment from this chapter, I would say. Compl- like, worse. Oh, absolutely worse. At least the other unfunny <laughs> moment... Made me gag. ...was, like... I mean, you can't defend it. Can't I just feel like this one like, was worse. But I feel like you can, in another situation, it might have been funny. Does that make sense? Like, sure. It wasn't funny as it was written, but in another book, it might have been funny. In, a, in another situation, it, it in fact was funny. Yeah. X-Men. In X-Men. In X-Men. X-Men. It, X-Men United. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. And in, in Twilight, New Moon? No. No. This line? Not funny anywhere. And you know... I feel like when they did the, the New Moon movie, like, they cut that out. And they probably cut it out because people were going to be like, "This is a, yeah, you ripped it off. Yeah. Oh, in the movie, this entire, like, reveal situation went completely differently. Yeah. As it very well rightfully should have. But, um, that's the chapter. Uh-huh. That's, that's that on that. Like, they literally just kind of get out of the truck and that's that. And, Next um, chapter will be The Guys. The Guys. Chapter 14, The Guys. The Guys. Meet the Guys. Meet the guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, what do we got going on? It was in the next couple, you know, before we fell into our deep, dark depression, we did an interview with our super fan. I really can't remember if we mentioned this anywhere before. Maybe in the last episode. I can't remember I we did. which came first. But we did like an interview with one of our first 
listeners. Yeah, an actual genuine teenager as well. Yeah, and and we just kind of talked about like uh, Twilight in the current teenage culture because you know back when it was like first popular, it was those the, the teenagers now were not teenagers; they were babies. They were literally babies. So we talked about that. We talked about you know just everything Twilight related. We got the perspective of. Someone who these books were actually intended for. Because, you know, they're, like, for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So we got we got a perspective on that. It was fun. It was cool. Yeah. She's cool. Um, and that's going to go up on our Patreon soon. Within the next couple of weeks. Whenever the little depression gremlins allow it to go up, it will be there. And hopefully we'll be back on some kind of schedule. But bear with us if we are not. Yeah. We're going to try for weekly. But if something happens, we will post on twitter which we have a twitter we have a twitter which is at meadow podcast we also have an instagram which is at meadow podcast we have a tiktok which is at meadow pod and we have our patreon which is i haven't done this in so long it's www.patreon.com slash meadow podcast and that's where you can find us Uh, yeah so um i'm gonna go make mashed potatoes yeah please do